0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football. My name is Dave. I'm here with Scott. We're part of the Matty Ice Media Network. Um, Scott, how are you doing today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. We're here to talk about running backs, tight ends, and maybe uh, if we have enough time, a couple offensive linemen for the upcoming uh, upcoming NFL draft here, which is only a couple weeks away. Scott, how are you feeling about that?
1: week and a half. I cannot wait for it to be done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are once again this year doing a live draft show for day one of the draft. It'll be me. It'll be Cleve. It'll be Maddie Ice for sure. Um Scott might have some scheduling conflicts, but that's okay. That's uh that's how he gets all the big all the big scoops, all the big, all the good information for us. So
1: I may uh I may have to pop in. You never know.
0: When the Lions try the to I'm number two and to when the lions to number two and take Brian Branch, he will pop in.
1: What's that? You broke up.
0: David. I said with the Lions trade up to number two and uh take Brian Branch.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. But you never know. I don't I think, think it's gonna think things happen.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen either. Um, one thing I do want to touch on uh before we get into the other stuff, though, Jalen Hurts got paid. He did uh five years, 255 million dollars, the highest uh paid NFL player of all time. One hundred and ten million dollars, fully guaranteed. One hundred eighty million in total guarantees. That is a lot of money, and he definitely deserves it. What do you think of his contract? And what do you think it, um, in relation to Lamar Jackson?
1: Well, it's obvious. It's, it's a ton of money, and he and he does deserve it. His history, like his path to this point, is just amazing. Yep. Um, I saw a video today of somebody interviewing him. I want to say it was after the national title game where he got benched at halftime and it's like his um everything he is like is as a his football character or his, whatever all, everything that he is as a person is on display in that interview uh, he ta- I mean he talks about Tua being like a great teammate and he knew he could do it and he was super supportive of him coming in and at, at the half and he knew he was going to make plays and all that stuff and it's like that is remarkable uh composure for a kid, you know? Yes. And then to transfer out of there and go elsewhere and to be a second round pick and for it to be a pick that I don't care what people tell you today. Most people hated it. They did. Eagles fans hated it because they, they had Carson Wentz already. And <clears throat> you know, it was just it, his, his path to this point is just, it's remarkable. Um, he sounds like he is the perfect teammate, a great guy. Uh, as far as what it means for Lamar, I don't know. I don't, you know, truthfully, I don't know what they've offered Lamar. I don't think it matters, though. I don't think Lamar wants to play there. I just don't. So I'm not sure what they would offer him. I mean, at every, oh, boy. Uh I'd like to
0: welcome a special guest to wow. uh, this week's political football. That would be our co-host, uh, Cover Zero Cleve. Cleve, what's up, man?
2: What's up, man? Forgive the voice. Allergies have been crazy in this area, as you can know. The cars are green. It's been cra- <laughs> crazy, bro. What's it's going great on? To
1: see you there, buddy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've sorry, been going man. I've been, with I've been under the... <laughs> been under the radar, man. I have got a lot, lot going on, but um, trying to get in here and there until the season starts again, and you know, looking forward to the draft with you guys, stuff like that. So, yeah, what I miss? Yeah, I know I missed a lot, well, but what I missed just now.
0: Uh, just now we're talking about the new, the Jalen hurts contract and Scott was about to talk about how he thought it might, how it does or doesn't impact the, uh, Lamar Jackson situation. So, Go ahead, Scott, finish your thought and then we'll go to Cleve.
1: I just, I'm not sure if it does. Cause I don't think he wants to be there. So, you know, at every point in time, somebody becomes, so, there's an offer that somebody will make you that you can't say no to, and maybe they'll get to that point with him, but it just doesn't seem like he wants to be there. So You know, and I don't know what there is to believe about what he's been offered or what he hasn't been offered. Um, I found it interesting in the way uh, Schefter has reported some of these things where he's giving, like, he gave a nod to Hertz's agent in it. And it's almost like, you know, you know how the NFL is. Mm -hmm. Uh, They love the concept of doing business with agents and not players. And Lamar doesn't have an agent. And there's a little bit of that game that's going on between the NFLPA and the agents' association and the and the NFL and stuff. There's always suspicious stuff that that happens. So, um, a long-winded way to say I don't know that it matters all that much. The numbers are what the numbers are. What they're going to be willing to 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 pay him. I just don't know in his mind that it matters so much if he doesn't want to be there.
0: You know. So so, Cleve, uh, in terms of guaranteed money. Jalen Hurts is going to make fifty million dollars less than Deshaun Watson. Should Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson was offered the Jalen Hurts deal tomorrow, should he take it or should he try to hold out for even more, or should he try to get more than Deshaun Watson?
2: Um, After what we saw with with Hurts going to the Super Bowl, no, I I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. Uh, I know you might differ to that. Um, Jalen Hurts has shown and played the position um in in a way that he he's he garnered his back if lamar thinks that he's gonna get that kind of money that deshaun watson got because the browns were so stupid it's kind of a, a mute point at this point because um going you know going through his record and the record without him um you know i don't know maybe a year ago we can have this conversation but um i agree with scott that um the I, the the NFL is such a, a a fickle thing, and whether you want to hire an agent or not, agents come and go. They you the most lawyer to go through some of the legalese to help you out with, with the contract negotiations because they're not going to respect your mother. Unfortunately, they're not going to sit there and give you a fair deal with your mom negotiating on your on your behalf. And there's no disrespect to, to Mr. Lamar's mom, you know, Mr. Lamar's mother or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, this is the the culture and the business of this thing, right? Every one of those players in the NFL, quarterback, defensive end, tight end, whatever, they're always a player, player, I, a player or two away from their career being ended. And if you're gonna sit around and 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 pout about you want an extra thirty million or forty million or whatever, you know it is whatever. But Deshaun got a contract that he shouldn't have gotten because the Browns were stupid. But Jalen has played to the contract that he got. And Lamar has also played to that. Lamar did not take them to a Super Bowl, take his team to a Super Bowl.
0: Uh, but I mean, that is that is true, but they're both MVP caliber quarterbacks. Lamar has one. It, Hertz would have yeah, had one if he didn't get hurt.
2: But if you if you're if you're asking me today to build a team around these two guys, I'm gonna go with Hertz because Hertz made every one of those players around him better, right? I, I don't know. i feel mar- like if you gave the age- margin of disadvantage because we couldn't name a, a Baltimore Ravens receiver exactly. So name a re- so in that in that regard, I would give him that. But the, the play was elevated for the Eagles around the play of Hurts because Hertz went out and and whatever the offseason it was last year, he went out and proved himself that he he can play in his league and he's a quarterback that and and the Eagles rewarded him for it, even going out with an injury that he got his ankle or whatever fixed a couple of months back or whatever. They still trusted enough to give him the money. If you're sitting there for an extra $50 million, the market not jumping up to claim you should have told you that ain't going to happen. Nobody was running out to, to, to grab this kid. So, so the market's not doing that.
0: The market's not jumping up to claim him yet with some recent reporting from Schefter that the Texans might not take a quarterback at two. That could explain why the market hasn't quite jumped up yet. If the team's picking later in the draft, might think, "Oh, Scott is saying he does not. He does not agree."
1: There is agree no way the Texans are going. Okay,
2: I, I know where I going, go ahead, it ahead, Scott, I know where you're going with it. I know where you're going but with they, it, Go
1: ahead. You know, the McNair family and what they have going on down there, I would be floored beyond floored if that particular team made a play for Lamar Jackson read into it, whatever you want to read into it.
0: Oh, counter counter counter, counter argument. I'm not saying they're gonna make a play for Lamar. I'm saying that if they pass on quarterback at two and the Cardinals don't need one at three. Then the teams, the Colts take one at four, but then five and six don't need one. Now the price for Atlanta or Tennessee to come up is a lot lower yeah. So they might not; it may not be clear until draft day exactly what the options are for the teams picking in the later, like the low, like eight through eleven. Yeah, and it just might be because we're like, oh, all four quarterbacks are gone by pick nine. Tennessee. Now we're gonna make our offer to Lamar before we're on the clock. Like it could be something like that as well.
2: Has he has has he come out and said that he's hard sta- he's hard stance on making what? Deshaun got, or he's open to something else.
1: He's the only thing he's come out and said is that he wants to be traded.
2: Yeah. Which, which is, which is damaging to the team that, that, that still kind of wants you. They kind of want you there. Um, when I think if no one has stepped up yet, and there's a good six teams that we all know that need a a, a number one quarterback. Yeah. Right. Washington being one in this area that would change their franchise. They, they're not stepping up. They're going with some. Fucking guy that I don't even know where he's Sam Howell, baby. Sam <laughs> Howell, yeah, they're going with Sam Howell. So, and again, you know, we need a quarterback. <laughs> the Jets need a quarterback. We, I would love to have Lamar, but again, if you're hard stancing on, if you're gonna come out and say, "Hey, I still want to entertain getting close to what Deshaun got," then see ya. But if you're saying, you know what, revalued, retooled. Um, way to sit down and negotiate is what it is. But again, by saying you want to trade, I don't know how that's going to play in Baltimore in, in the front office. Sitting the down. The other
1: with side them. of that too is, Dave, I'm not sure that that's um, – I don't know that that is, is like a pragmatic thing that could happen on draft day. Yeah. Like, to, to, hey, we're Tennessee and we're on the clock at 11. Let's give 11 in our next year – our first next year and see if Baltimore will take it they'd have to sign lamar and then there's a there's x number of days for the ravens to then respond to you know to match that deal and if they don't then they give up two first round picks i mean wow. obviously teams can come up with deals and that kind of stuff but by, by the structure of they can just any- trade
0: him though they can just trade him
1: they can but Right. because they they signed him to that exclusive non-exclusive tender, whatever it is, the most they can get is two first-round picks. They can't get more than that. Yeah. So to me, that's like a super big discount. You're giving up two first-round picks. That's it for Lamar. Yes, you have to pay him. You have to determine, and Cleve's point, I think, is, Cleve, you tell me if I'm wrong, but his point is, who knows what you have to pay him? That's the unclear part. That's why I asked
2: about, did he come out and say, you know what, I'll take, if i can get 20 million less than lamar than uh, deshaun got i'm good right 50 is a that's a wide chasm and again if i'm sitting in an office as a gm i'm looking at his his last uh his last few games i'm looking at record with and without you right what are we talking about here cuz we're getting what deshaun got for any quarterback right now is off the table the browns are stupid and the browns really messed up and I get what you and Matt used to say last season about the markets, the market, but he has to be realistic with his career. If he wants to advance his career, he needs to out, you know, he needs to. I'm not telling him to take short money. I'm not, and I would never tell someone in a violent sport such as football to take what you can. And I'm not advising that, but I'm saying that he needs to sit down and have a realistic number that someone's gonna pay. And to Scott's point, what are what is a team gonna give up to get
1: that? Let, well, just let's say that a team needed to pay him Jalen Hurts contract, the exact same contract. Yeah, Dave, would you give up two second? Would you give up two first round picks to pay for Lamar him? Jackson?
0: Yeah, for Lamar Jackson? Yes. Yeah, I'd give up two first round picks and both of you to get Lamar Jackson on the Lions.
1: But you like- then have to pay him what the what Philly just paid Jalen Hurts. Whatever, it's no-brainer.
2: correct? It's
1: a no brainer. Yeah, and.
2: See what, what scares teams, and this is me, this is me saying this, is the style of play. It's di- different from Hertz, it's different from Kyler, it's different from Russ, right? Lamar's still Lamar's playing like Vic. You know, like it's a reckless run, but he, if he gets in the open field, he's a nightmare to deal with. But again, these guys are these guys are scheming up now. You know, these guys are are or planning game planning around him because he's the only offensive weapon. So um again if i'm if i'm a jets fan i I would if he came to the jets i would welcome him with open arms but again i'm looking for a quarterback like all these teams that we watch that have a quarterback set for the next 10 years and 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 beyond i'm looking for that guy i'm looking for a guy that i know is going to be around the next three four five six years and i don't think with lamar's play style that's feasible or possible
0: Lamar Jackson is a 26 year old former MVP. He's only a year older than Jalen Hurts. He is gigantic. He's like 234. Like, he looks skinny because he's fast. Lamar yeah. Jackson is a, like, he's, he's big, right?
2: Big was Cam Newton. When you, when you talk about physical specimen at quarterback, big those are big guys. Ben Roslerberg, Ben, um, Big Ben, those are big guys. I'm saying that in a league where you and Scott know with these guys coming out of college, like especially in the SEC, these guys are coming out, you know, 300, 295 pounds off the edge. You know, and yeah. Lamar's play style, Lamar's play style it, it, it's a high risk, high reward thing. And again, most teams are looking for a guy that's at least for the next five to six years. I'm, I don't have to worry about having a quarterback again.
0: In the right. Draft. And so they should sign Derek Carr. The team's looking for a high reward. Should go get Lamar Jackson. He's 45 well, yeah, and 16 as a starter.
2: But like, that's what I'm saying. But with no wide receivers. Back, it all comes back to what Scott said. What are you going to have to pay? What is his number? Obviously, he's not stupid to come out on TV and says, hey, if, if I can get, you know, uh, 190 with, you know, 185 guaranteed or whatever, you know, like. He has to give a number, or he has to indicate that he's coming off of that. Deshaun Watson. No one's getting Deshaun Watson. No one's. Nobody getting this. is. Well, Nobody, not, is.
0: especially not with Hurts With Hertz breaking the picket line here, yes, that's yeah, done. No one's getting. Uh, so
2: he he has to come to a realization that since that's not going to happen, let me be re- realistic in my approach. Right? You don't really need an agent. I'm not advocating that. He, that, he, but it it the optics of having one versus not having one is huge. Well, because right now again, it is,
1: but I, I think he feels very disrespected by the Ravens. Of course he does. And he should. And he, level, should. he uh, should.
2: He
0: should. This yeah. shit should have been done two years ago. Exactly. Should he should be charging them interest. The Jets well,
1: That's, approach that's you, what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, the Jets approach Lamar Jackson and tell him, hey, we would do anything to, to have you in New York, including paying you Jalen Hurts' exact contract. We would, <laughs> I mean. yeah, Yeah, would
2: he take it? Because there's receivers. So most of these other places, there's receivers there. There's no receiver other than a thousand-year-old OBJ. What what do you still have in, what do you still have to attract him to come back to to Baltimore? Really? The right. great
1: Mark Edwards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. And so that's that's kind of the point. Lamar
0: Jackson has done this with a very good pass catching tight end. And exactly. that's kind of it. Right, amazingly, Jalen Hurts really blew up once they got him AJ Brown. It is amazing how that happens.
1: But he needed AJ Brown. Yes,
0: yeah. and AJ Brown needed him. Yes, <laughs> but not yeah. as much because receivers come first.
2: But like his his Super Bowl performance got him got him that contract. He, you couldn't have asked a player, any player, to do as much as he did in that game,
0: except for maybe they, go, he, cover J, Juju Smith Schuster.
2: Yeah, he, um, he showed he showed that he. Yeah, he should. I mean, that was a lights out. That was a statement game. I'm pretty sure in the in the negotiations that was brought up a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, he hurts he is deserving of every penny he got. One hundred percent. But Lamar take,
2: Jackson is too. Should he take what if the if the if like you said if the Jets or the Lions or whoever offered him exactly what Jalen got, should he take it or should he say, no? I want I want twenty million
1: more. He, no, I, he mean, should, I don't he, think that's his stance, and I'm not sure that's his position. I don't think it's well, I saying nothing. Than...
2: Saying nothing says that it doesn't say w- if you're if you're on or off. You know, yeah, I'm with
1: Cleveland. That would be to tell anybody in the media. I'm sure he's I'm no, sure no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. Say,
2: yeah, that would be stupid to do that. What I'm saying is that he's he has to give some kind of indication that hey, I'm willing to talk to any team. You know, realistically, right? Obviously, things in have broken down have broken down considerably because today's point they did this. They should have had this framed up for him last year before the season started last year. Yeah. And the fact that he self-proclaimed gave himself a deadline and he, and smartly saying, I don't want to do this during the season because it's going to be a huge distraction. I commend him for that, but there's consequences in doing that because he had all his leverage to say, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to play,
0: you know? But the thing is Lamar still has all the leverage here. Like, he is the irreplaceable asset. He is a 26-year-old MVP winning quarterback. The ability to get these players never happens. This never happens,
2: like What's yeah, the but, but they but, but but the inquiring minds. If I if I fell off a spaceship today on onto the earth and saw this situation, and I saw I saw games of Lamar, I saw highlights of Lamar. Like I'm saying, why isn't like at least these six teams that we can identify? Why, why, why isn't there like a bidding war, or at least bringing them in to sit them down and talk? It can't be. It's it. It's not that hard to say. Hey, pick up the phone. Hey, um, what are you looking to get? And
1: this
2: so we're looking
0: to do. W- here's here's what I think this timeline is going to be. The teams wait for the Eagles to sign Hertz. I think they view Hertz's contract as the floor, with no um uh with no with, with Watson is the ceiling, right? Um, and as Paul says here, it's the collusion. That's right. They're colluding against them now. Um,
2: I bet you, Burrow, I bet you Burrow breaks the bank. Yes.
0: And that's also why the Ravens just give Lamar 200 million guaranteed because the burrows got to beat it and they got to pay chase too.
2: Exactly. So he's, he's he's placeholding for all these guys to get money.
0: Yeah. And so I think that Lamar should say that he wants to be paid more than Jalen hurts.
2: Okay, which I think is and, fair,
0: and then Burrow will beat him, and then yeah,
2: because Burrow and 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 Hurts have gone to a Super Bowl already.
0: Yeah, but Herbert's going to beat him too. Like it's just kind of yeah, in the order that, that it comes up. Yeah,
2: keep forgetting same draft class or no?
0: Yeah, Burrow and Herbert. Wow, into a, wow,
1: yeah. yeah, wow.
0: Wait till That's we awesome.
1: see the Jared Goff contract. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think
0: I yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is that. They now have an effective floor w- from which to start the negotiation, which is the Hertz, and I think they can use that as sort of a range. Like, we'll make you the highest paid player ever. He got one eighty million guaranteed. We'll give you one ninety. He got two fifty five. Yeah. We'll give you two sixty. Yeah. Right, five years. What the no trade? will give you the no trade. Like they have a way to do that. The question is, will the Ravens match it? Because if the Ravens match it, he's got to stay with the Ravens. Yeah, the non-exclusive
1: uh, like? Yeah, but what's his yeah, contract gonna for a- this year?
0: This year it's thirty-two million.
1: Okay, why? Yeah. I mean, he's make he makes he's gonna make plenty of money this year.
0: I think that he'd be better served not playing this year. I think quarterbacks the I, only position where this is true. Yeah.
2: yeah, I and I I gotta agree with Dave not being a jerk off about it. I agree wholeheartedly with Dave because again, that if if he if he walks out if he trots out there then his leverage is gone because he's like okay he's gonna just play you know because he wants to play. I mean he. It's his job, and and obviously he wants to secure his future and his legacy and everything like that. And again, quarterbacks is the only position that you can you can play like this type of game with. This this is this is a game of chicken. This is a game of chicken, and basically, whoever swerves first loses. And they've already broken things down to this point where he publicly said he wanted to trade. You know, yeah. those words can be those words can be pulled back, obviously, but you know, today's point. Do you, okay, we can get you higher than this guy, but you're definitely going to be lower than this guy. It ain't going to happen because, again, they've got the, the other two players that we're talking about have gotten to a Super Bowl and played pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, that the Ravens can now point to the Hurts deal and be like, look, Jalen Hurts is better than Deshaun Watson, too, and this is what it got. like. See what I mean? So we'll beat that, but you're not getting up to that. Nobody is. It's an outlier, that sort of thing. Like they can, yes. they can try to point to that. So, yeah. um, all right. So we were ostensibly here to discuss running backs and tight end prospects for the upcoming draft. Uh, Cleve, who's your number one tight end prospect on the board?
2: Who's my number one tight end? I don't no <laughs> I, I I've been so disconnected from football, other than getting tidbits and then you know watching you guys for a little bit and and catching the show in the car. I've I've been non football for the last two and a half months.
0: So this is this will be interesting, Scott. So basically, we get to introduce Cleveland. Start with the running backs here. So we yeah. spent half the show talking position. about uh there, and it's his favorite position. Um, so we might not get to tight end today. If we don't, we might try to work them in next week. If not, we'll, I'll give him like a one liner. Maybe
1: uh, we have a Thursday show, a tight end Thursday this week. Whatever. <laughs> So we're getting a lot of players to cover. I mean, that's it's going to be yeah, problematic.
0: That's that's true. So, Cleve, this year's running back class is um, weird. There's one who's for sure going in the first round, and then like ten that could go in the next three rounds. Okay. In in almost not any order. Like one, two, and three are going to go. I think in that order, and then after that, it's like all team preference. It's all over the place. That's why my list is eleven people deep because it could be like. Who knows? This is going to be yep. crazy. Um, So number one, and the player I think we need to spend the least amount of time on, honestly, is Bijan Robinson. Uh, Scott, give me a quick 20 to 30 seconds. Why is Bijan Robinson a lock to go in the first round this year?
1: I mean, he should be a lock to go in the first round, but I don't know if he is. Um, NFL people have lost their minds to to this position, especially when we're talking about a player like this. Um, this is not, this is not, um, to me, this is a better player than Saquon Barkley mm. is. This is a better player than Christian McCaffrey Man. coming out. Wow. I know, I know he just, he is, that I agree he with. is a dynamic, uh,
2: is he Barry a Swiss army Sanders. knife? He
1: is So a Barry Sanders like prospect.
2: So he has he some wiggle love. as Dave likes to say. He has, he he has some not, incredible wiggle, but <laughs>
1: and he is so hard to bring down because of his contact balance and the way he the way he he runs with knee his knee bend and and his ankle flexibility and all that stuff so then you you string together very hard to get to the ground super elusive and then this smooth the running style where it's not super jarring like when Barkley made a cut it's like yeah, he
2: steps hard. I hope yeah. those
1: cleats are really
2: yeah glued steps, on. Yeah, he plants yeah. he plants hard, dude. Hard plans. he does.
1: So there's a lot of force um, with Bark with Barkley and the way he cuts. Bijan's not like that. It's just smooth and fluid. And where did he go? And, oh, he came out the other end of the tunnel, and then he's fast enough to run away from everybody. So,
0: definitely not Dickerson. Dickerson is upright runner. Much more straight line speed and much faster. So, Bijan Robinson I, I, from the University of Texas, we should point out 5'11, 215, runs a 4'4, 6'40. Um, Saquon Barkley is a little bit taller, 20 pounds heavier, and faster. They yeah. both have great wiggle. The difference is that I think Bijan Robinson is actually even better in the passing game. And it's not like oh, Saquon yeah. is a the slouch there. Cleve, um, yes. here's how I would describe Bijan Robinson. Uh, so Debo Samuel is a wide receiver that can get carries and is really good at it. Bijan's the opposite. He's Debo, but if he was a running back primarily who could then go out and play wide. But I think oh, Debo okay. and Bijan are very similar, like in how they move and they're shaking and all that. So,
1: yeah, that's a great way to put it, Dave. Cause I think, I think Bijan could play as a slot receiver and be electric there. He plays an outside receiver. He's two fifteen. He's, but his, his ability to move. Yeah. Like he's, he does really rare things. I, I didn't really think about him and Debo together, but there's a, there that's a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Um, when they line up Debo in the backfield and, and give him carries and that kind of stuff, it's kind of what it looks like.
0: Yep. It's so just he's
1: much, he's much more effective um, setting up blockers, altering his stride length, making it so that uh, defenders can't hit him square. He's just—you can't say enough. We can move on.
0: <laughs> so, the so the long and short of Bijan Robinson, Kalev, is that he's awesome, <laughs> and he's been awesome. He he was awesome in high school. He's awesome three years in college. He's awesome. He's going to be awesome in the NFL. Like this is just a good a good pick. Uh, now, Cleve, this will make you happy. I put in uh, Bijan Robinson to compare to Brees Hall for their RAS score, or their relative athletic uh, score. It's on a scale out of ten. Bijan is a nine point eight five, which is okay. insane. Yeah. Brees Hall is a nine point nine seven. So as a pure athlete, Brees Hall is a little bit better than Bijan Robinson. However, Bijan has better running skills, which is saying something because Brees Hall's got some skills. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that there's any chance Bijan doesn't go in the first round. And I don't think if the Commanders are on the clock at sixteen, they haven't traded out of it. There's no way he gets by them at sixteen. Mm. Like oh, we have Sam Howell. What are we going to do? We're going to get the Bijan Robinson twenty five times a game. I'm Ron Rivera. There's no chance (laughs) he goes by him. Um,
1: Maybe that's his floor.
0: Yeah. Now the number two. No, don't get me wrong. I would not take him in the first round. He should not go in the first round because no running back should, but he's going to, and he's definitely good. Um, The number two running back for me, this is really close. Scott, this has gotten really close. It's still Jameer Gibbs, but it's close. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Um, here's the problem, Cleve. 5'9", 199. Runs a four three six forty. The issue is that it is hard to get consistent production out of any running back under 200 pounds. And hard to get really elite production from any running back under 210 pounds. Um, he he's, has... A fantastic receiving skills. I mean, the best receiving skills of a running back in this class. He is smooth route runner, easy hands, fantastic there. Um, Scott, if you had to comp Jameer Gibbs' game to a current NFL running back, who would it be? Who always comes to mind?
1: Alvin Kamara.
0: What's the difference between Gibbs and Kamara?
1: I think Gibbs is faster.
0: Kamara's 15 pounds heavier.
1: Yeah, but I I mean, that's the... The slashing sort of, you know, uh, I don't. I see I don't think Kamara is a great comp for for Gibbs. Um, I don't think there is a great comp for him. I, I I think he's. Well, okay. I see a little bit of Chris Johnson when the way he runs.
0: Except, what's the big difference between him and
1: Chris Johnson? Speed. Chris like, Johnson's uh, much faster. Much faster. So it's kind of like between Kamara and Chris Johnson with the speed. But that slashing sort of, mm-hmm. um, you know, his effectiveness is going to be catching passes. It's, that's where he's going to make his money, and he's great. He's great with the ball in his hands, yards after the catch. He's as dynamic as there is. Um, I don't think he's a guy that you want to that you want to load up and give the ball like with McCaffrey. I never understood the desire to knock him as a between the tackles runner. I didn't get it. With Gibbs, I do. I, I understand that at 199 maximum pounds, he is not a player whose game sets up well just a just a pound, you know, between the tackles in the box. It's more get him to the edges, get him to the ball, uh, you know, in the passing game, and just let him go to work. But he is as exciting as it gets, uh, the way he his style, it's awesome. He's fun to he is so fun to watch. I mean, he really is. He's a dynamic player. I think he was more dynamic at Georgia tech. I think he did more outrageous stuff than he did at Alabama.
0: He also got pulled at the goal line in Alabama a lot for Dell Williams, which is, um, concerning for like fantasy production, in the NFL, but it doesn't really matter. It's like as a, as a real life NFL running back, there's tons yeah. of them. Don't play the goal line, but you want yeah. the Austin Eckler type who does it all. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. At, at that size. Um, my number three running back on the board who might be my number two by draft day is Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, the transfer from Michigan. Now we're talking here, Cleve. 6'1, 214, runs a 4'53. That's why I like my running backs.
2: Solid, so what yeah. did
1: Michigan do to him? Like Michigan made him 6'1 and like 235. He <laughs> showed up to Michigan at 220, then UCLA at 225,
0: and then he slimmed down to 215.
1: And he looks so much better at 215 he's still he's still heavy he's still you know i mean he falls forward all the time but i think you i think you see a very different player as far as quickness Mm -hmm. uh not that that's his game either it's not like he's a home run hitter type but he's plenty fast enough and he's outrageously productive uh one of the few guys in this class who i think is a all-around bell cow uh you know three down no doubt about it player right and and yep Chip's kelly chip kelly's system for him was great um again i don't think he's i don't think he's an elite athlete but he's smooth um you there, know
0: there's there's another
1: big downside for him
0: compared to the first two that he's a four-year player not yep. as important the running back position as the wide receiver position but still important uh to note that he's a that he's a four-year player um and then also uh, Cleve Scott mentioned that he played for Chip Kelly at UCLA. And as we know from the NFL and college, if you play running back for Chip Kelly, you're going to get yards.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> DeMarcom, DeMarcom <laughs> DeMarcom
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody, if you play running back for Chip Kelly, you're getting yards. Um, uh, and if playing the Pac 12, you're getting yards. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's got um, great vision. He's a really, he's a really instinctive player. Yeah, uh, it sounds like he is. Off the field, uh a pretty studious dude who loves mm-hmm. to work, puts in the work, is a uh a great locker room guy. Is everything we yeah. want? And, what I and haven't Michigan, oh go ahead, Khalif.
2: What I haven't heard from the, the first two guys, how how is the how are the how are they in the pass block game? Protection
0: Bijan's awesome. Uh I'm gonna get to Bijan in a little bit because there's another Texas running back coming up. Okay. Uh but Bijan's fine. Yeah. Um Gibbs is willing. There's good tape of him pass blocking at Alabama, mm-hmm. but he's also only 199.
2: Yeah. That's so. what I ask, Because when you when when you give out the um the measurements there, I, I, I always think about if they got a chip and release because they can catch, or is he gonna stay in there and, and throw a block?
0: But the thing about Bijan and Gibbs get run
1: over slowly,
0: yeah. But the thing about Bijan and Gibbs both, and even Charbonnet, is that they're all very good pass catchers. But especially with Gibbs, if you're in a must pass situation, he's on the field, and you use him to block, you're going to be coaching the XFL. Like that is not <laughs> that is not what you should be doing. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like just put put him in the slot and bring in another running back to block if you really need yeah. it for your formation. You know what I mean? Like that's running not
2: Dirk Stringer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, um, was Ronnie Harmon a good pass blocker? Nobody knows because he was always in the route.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows and nobody cares.
2: Alexander has a good question.
0: Oh, yeah. So Alex says uh, UCLA system worked what NFL system resembles. Um, He'd be a huge backup for the Saints. Chargers could really use a Charbonnet type. I, I, I think Charbonnet works anywhere. Yeah. He's got the size, he's fast enough, he's got some good shake, he's got good vision, he can catch, he'll, he can yeah, literally you know, play.
1: This is, I don't know if he works as that wide zone stuff that like Miami is running. And there are, yeah. there are a few who where they're perfect fits for the wide zone. There are, they are, and we might be about to get to one. Works there, That's yeah, right? But you know, um, as far as what it might have on the Lions he'd be perfect,
0: like, yeah,
1: if perfect. Yes. But they,
0: they have to use too much capital with Swift and William was already there because Charbonnet is going in the second round. Yes. These three I are all going in through. the first two rounds for sure. Now, after these three, and I think these three are kind of unanimously the top three. I think four, three, eleven, it really is just pick who you like. So Cleve, you can sort of just based on how we talk about this here. See who you like more because those first three are the top three. And now we get into this, um, Scott, my number four is Israel Abanacanda. I kind of
1: Pittsburgh. knew you would go there.
0: That's a real person. That is if a real you person.
1: Leave, you better get used to that name because we're talking about a home run hitter.
0: Yes, Izzy Abanacanda out of pit. 510 216 runs a 44140. Again, 510 216. Charbonnet 61214 runs a 453. This kid can go at that size. I did a um RAS comparison of Gibbs to Camara. Gibbs is an 8.06, Camara is an 8.45, Camara an 8.45, a Banacanda, a 9.63 with the same build. So this kid is a much better process, much better athlete than Camara. M- might not be as skilled, right? But just as an athlete, far better. Um
1: nowhere near as skilled.
0: Well, no, few are, but you know know what I mean? Like when we're looking at their, I mean, Gibbs is, but like looking at their athleticism. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I, I think that he should be in the second tier and be like the firm. Number four, he's a true junior early declare. He only had one good season of production, his junior year, but his sophomore year was the Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison year. And he won't turn 21 until October.
1: So yeah, he played I mean, his freshman really year at seventeen. The run, they wow. like they, like you're saying, Dave. They abandoned the run two years ago, and they really went to it heavy this year. Yeah. But when you when I look at him, I think I think the Miami wide zone, San Francisco yes. wide zone kind of stuff. Like, please think about him just running laterally, finding a cutback lane, and being gone. That's his style. <laughs> One or some
0: 182 pound so, defensive back is going to <laughs> run up on him. He's 216.
1: Yeah. And he is Don't lightning me. fast. Like, I mean, it is like the acceleration, yeah. the explosiveness. It's nuts.
0: Yeah. Now um, in our, in our league, Paul has him. And I, I asked Paul two days ago, what he'd want to trade for him before doing this show. Cause I wanted to trade for him before I have to come out here and make my thoughts known, but it's too late now. So yeah. the price is right through the roof. But um, it, this, this kid's draft capital is going to be very important. If he sneaks into the second round. I mean, look out, like that's because that's where running back should go now. Like that's sort of the ceiling of where they should go. So a second round great pick for him is amazing.
1: There's some places that won't they won't consider him because he doesn't run with a lot of power. Yeah, Um, he doesn't have great balance. Like he's easy to tackle. He doesn't Mm -hmm. generate a lot of yards after after contact. That's just not his game. It's explosive home run hitting stuff. So, you know, um, there's I think there's a market for him. It's just I don't think it's going to be everybody looking looking at him and being intrigued by him. But, you know, certainly the things he does well, he does very well.
0: Yes. Now, do you think having a Bannikanda fourth is just a huge, like, huge reach? Or do you think it's fair? What do you think?
1: No, because I think when you look at some of the other guys who, who we're going to talk about, they're all they're all a little bit on the smaller, shorter, smaller size. Um, I think – he separates himself strictly bit with his acceleration. Yeah. I mean, there's some other others that do accelerate too, like that, but not but like smaller. Yeah. But they're, they're smaller players Are they're, you know, 205 pounds or maybe, you know, um, 195 pounds, whatever it is. It's just, I do think he separates himself. I think when you look at like, uh, I, I'm assuming we're going to get to Ty J Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, similar, you know, but I would have no issues with somebody, you know, looking at him and thinking, all right, he's not, he needs to be a part of a committee. We'll get there, Alex. Um, He needs to be, uh, you know, part of a group, a collective effort. He is not a full workload guy, but what he does well, you know, he, I mean, as a home run hitter, he's yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm hugely excited for him. And, um, Really hoping that he gets second round second round capital because he deserves a real opportunity. Um, my fifth uh player is also a real person, Cleve. His name is Tank Bigsby. <laughs> wow. Yep. Um, somebody on Twitter, I can't remember who it was. I it might have been Scott Barrett, said that uh Tank Biz- Bigsby is going up boards because of his awesome name. And if his name was Big Tanksby, he'd be the first overall pick.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's like a Marvel me. villain. <laughs> what, what is he like? Five eleven and a half, and like two ten range.
0: Yeah, six six foot two ten. Yeah, uh, so
1: there's your prototype NFL running back right? A little, little light lighter than abacananda You know, just yeah. <laughs> then who? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is what I'm saying. Is it a real person? Is it abracadabra?
1: Yeah, you know, I made a magic trick, whatever. Holy you shit. know I can't pronounce names. I'm never going to get it right. Wow. I love that. I missed that, Scott. Thank you. Um, Tank Bigs.
0: Yeah, Tank Biggs be, um Strong all-around running back who broke out as a true freshman. He had 30 receptions his junior year. Uh, played in the SEC. I think it was a worthwhile pick on day two. One thing I didn't realize I started looking at this process, Auburn's offensive line last year was atrocious. <laughs> like yeah. like Cleve, I would rather have Rutgers offensive line. <laughs> it was that bad. That's not good. Jesus. That's yes. not good. Yes, it was like like the quintessential he gets the ball and he has three guys on him because the quarterback was a running threat but couldn't throw the ball. They're trying to get the coach fired all season. It was a disaster down there. And he still put up decent numbers, so I think that his production as a junior has some extenuating circumstances. <laughs> Where if you got him some decent blocking, he'd probably be quite a bit, uh, quite a bit better. Um, any thoughts on Tank here, Scott?
1: Well, I mean, he's a, he's a big, heavy runner with good power. He is a pretty fiery player. Uh, pretty easy to see on film that he is fiery. He likes to hit. Yes. Uh, very competitive player he's another guy who's got a really good balance he's hard to tackle um where it stands out with with him is that and maybe this is the offensive line problem you mentioned but there are times when he's overly eager to attack um at the line of scrimmage and he he doesn't allow blocks to get set up because there's no blocks because it's because he's running into the back of like, his <laughs> guards and that guy. so it's like right. it's just kind of a mess at times I'm not right. saying it's his fault. It's just there are times when it would be better for him to be a little more patient. But you know, I mean, he's a guy who can get to the corner. Um, he he's a guy I think that you can, you're going to get chunk plays from. I don't know that you're going to get you know, home run hitter type stuff. Out Definitely of a committee. committee back. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, a nice piece of a committee back. Good player. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Alex, I'm
2: old. I'm old too, Alex. I'm old like you guys.
1: Yeah, Alex says
0: Scott's an old like me, Be nice, and yes, all of you are olds.
2: <laughs> I'm an old. I grew up in the best era of football. That's all I got. The say. 1940s,
0: <laughs> leather helmets, baby. Uh, Cleve, Cleve ha- has an Otto Graham jersey. Uh, <laughs> in his closet, the forward pass. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Cleve, my number six running back is also a real person, um. This is the second running back from Texas. His name is John Coxlam.
2: <laughs> Hard hitter. That's on the, all in the, the box. box. Jesus, Scott. I feel <laughs> dirty now. I need a bath. Need a bat. fucking bath.
1: His name is Coxlam. You
2: fucking serious?
0: Yes, his name is John Coxlam. I can't wait to see that on the jersey. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> it's, it's it's not. His name his name is Roshan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tell my wife to get me that jersey.
1: <laughs> yeah wow nice.
2: mexico baby <laughs> so yeah
0: roshan johnson from texas Khalid. this guy's got a really interesting profile so first he's a four-year player he's Bijan robinson's backup but he's number six on my list okay. six foot 219 runs a 458 40 so that's a really good um uh s- speed for his size Mm -hmm. He came to Texas as a quarterback. So his freshman year, he's a quarterback. He moves to running back the same year Bijan shows up on campus because Bijan's a year younger. He backs up Bijan the entire time. When he gets carries, he looks good. And he played a lot of passing downs, despite the fact that Bijan Robinson is great in the passing game. Mm. Because he's an incredible pass blocker. This is your
1: dude.
2: He and he also played a
1: lot on special teams. Yes. He is also uh incredible in the locker room and off the field. Yes. Like this is the this is character that this is the kind of character you you definitely want to bring in mm-hmm. to your team. I mean, it, it it does nothing but help to have really good people in the locker room. Um when I say I mean this is a really heavy player, yes, it really falls forward. It's interesting though, because he, it's not like he's, he's stiff and you know what I mean? He's, he has surprising lateral quickness. Like he makes guys miss Yes. um, a lot. He's really good at that. Uh, You know, I mean, I think his role is a third down player and it's almost the opposite of how most quarterbacks enter the NFL needing help on third down. He's the opposite. Like he's a guy that you would put in there as a rookie and trust on third down. Yes, he can catch, he can, you know, he can do all he's a very valuable player, and Other than than the, very intriguing player, depending on where he ends up, he could be very productive in the NFL. Yeah, go ahead, Cleef.
2: Other than the um, I didn't watch this. Is the first year I had didn't catch any of the combine, fortunately. Did uh do his drills? Did he look good?
0: Yeah, so I actually got I pulled up his rare score as well. Um, because I was actually surprised to see he was only 219. He looks yeah. like he's like 235.
1: Yeah, he
0: looks right. like a tank. Right. Right. He looks like he's Lamar Jackson sized, but he's only 219. Um, but I pulled up his RAS score to compare to Charbonnet. Charbonnet 8.71. Roshan 8.67. They're like right there athletically. So um neither uh Charbonnet has a much better vertical um and a better 20 yard split, but they both have a very elite 10 yard split. So I think that I think I think there's a chance that Roshan Johnson is actually really good. And if Bijan Robinson had gone to Georgia or something instead, like Roshan Johnson would have left as a junior after putting up two great seasons as a running back or something. Like, I I think there's a shot that he's actually a really good player. But I think it's going to be more like Miles Sanders behind Saquon Barkley than Barry Sanders behind Thurman Thomas. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But like, there's a chance he's just really good and just hasn't played yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean he is. He's a very good player. It's it's just, you know, it's unfortunate that you get buried behind a player like Bijan. Um yeah. I, I do think he's a very valuable player go, going working into the NFL just because of the third down stuff, though. Where I, I think there's there's tremendous value with what he brings, and then off the then you know the off the field stuff.
0: Yeah, Scott, how important is is the vertical for you for a running back? Does it translate I mean, to anything?
1: You want to measure um you know how explosive the player's legs are. Um, I w- I mean I wouldn't take a player who's who looks super quick and you know great on film and the way they move and downgrade them all that much if like I wouldn't I don't know that I would downgrade a player for a bad vertical, but if you look if you're looking at you know at film and you see like uh a player who just can't run away from from a defense or a player who tends to not be able to, like, accelerate quickly. Like, I, I I think Leonard Fournette in this situation, where Leonard Fournette needed, like, a runway to get up to speed. Yes. He did. Um, I think that's, a, that's an area where you could see, okay, probably not a great vertical jumper, probably not a great broad jumper, just because of the explosiveness in their legs. It's kind of what it tests.
0: Yeah, and so the reason I bring it up is that my number seven running back, Chase Brown out of Illinois, 5'10, 209, ran a 443 at the combine with a 40-inch vertical. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is at, at 5'10, he's he can dunk between his legs with a 40-inch vertical. Like that's <laughs> what we're talking about here. Like he can do the Vince Carter at 5'10. Mm. With yeah. that sort of get up. Um yeah, it's uh it's, that's jumping out of the gym. Khalif, he he was a 5 year college player. He mm-hmm. is only 22. When did he go to college? 14? <laughs> right, exactly. <What> fuck? <laughs> yeah. He's uh um he yeah, he is like I remember Chase Brown at Western Michigan when Michigan played Western Michigan and I think Wilton Spate started that game. Like it was a long time ago. Wow. It's and, and somehow he's still just coming out now but very productive in college um Definitely Illinois's best player while he was while he was there. I I'm kind of hoping he gets to the third round, Scott. I think with third round capital, he he's gonna get a real shot.
1: I don't maybe I don't know that he I don't think he will. I'm not sure he's on par with the other players um who we haven't mentioned yet. It's, and then when you look at what he looks like as a like as a run blocker in pass pro. It's mm. bad. Oh, like, there you go, Cleef. It's bad bad. Um and you could see it in the senior bowl too where he really struggled mm. uh in the one-on-one stuff. Now, can you work on that? Yeah. I mean, there's there's things that you can do, but you know, when you when you're looking at a player at that size and yeah, the measurables and all that stuff, some of the players that we haven't mentioned yet have similar measurables where they're just as explosive or close but they're not total liabilities in pass protection where that's the concern. Like, you know, um, I would have other running backs in front of him, but, you know, pretty pretty remarkable athlete for sure.
0: So, yeah, see, that's why I need Scott for Cleve because I couldn't tell you Chase Brown was a bad uh, pass blocker at all.
1: I, I don't think, he, I mean, it's not like he's bad, bad, but he needs a ton of work before you would feel comfortable. Because there are times when when you'll see him and he just won't pick up a blitzer. And it's like... That's a liability. He ran right next to you. <laughs> you know, generally speaking, running back has like a gap, uh, depending on what the offensive line's adjustments are, where they're sliding to and all that stuff. But he might have backside a gap or playside a gap. And that's it. And and he'll he'll maybe stand in the wrong gap. And it's like, dude, blitzer just... That's a he run won't even he
0: wouldn't even that's chip bad. the guy no because didn't because it, cause it oh, he's there right he doesn't he's not processing Brilliant. the play i guess yeah wow um
2: yeah i guess that's
0: that. yeah that's i guess that's a bit of a bit of a problem i have to slide him uh down the list anyways he's my most owned running back in pre-jack pre-draft, pre-draft best ball so
1: <laughs> whoops he's explosive he's there's things that he does very well it's just the liability with him is a is is a bigger problem for him than it is for others in this class.
0: Okay. Well, that's um that's good to know. My number 8 running back is Ty J Spears. That's real person Cleve. Um out of Tulane, which is a real school.
2: Um <laughs> Wow. Jesus, I'm glad I'm glad I'm back.
1: Did you miss it? In <laughs> a month.
0: Uh 5 5'10 five, 201 runs a 44740. Um, this would be this, this is players purely college production. I didn't think he was that great of an athlete when he tested, but he was unstoppable at Tulane and Cleve. He murdered USC in the cotton bowl. Mm. He had 17 carries. How many yards and touchdowns do you think he had against USC?
2: 17 carries, uh, 189 yards, 205 yards and four touchdowns (laughs) in a win. He was, he was poke
1: high.
0: Go out he running. was the he he, yeah. he was the best player around the field in the field that USC's quarterback won the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> Damn, yes. yeah, that says something.
1: So he is, this uh, he's electric. Yes, his cuts, the the precision in in the way he cuts, the acceleration out of those cuts, um, the elusiveness through contact. He is he is the prototype. Um, I've said it a few times when, when you alter your stride and and then defender who's got you squared up can't hit you square, he mm-hmm. does that stuff all the time, and then it's like I'm hitting top speed like right now, and he runs away from everybody, and, and it's just he is uh I would take him over Brown and I wouldn't even blink just because I think I think he gives you all the stuff Brown does plus that plus more, right? So yeah, um again, I just yeah. go ahead. I don't... Cleve, go. You're good. Yeah. Let
2: me ask both of you guys. So, we're talking running backs, obviously. Yep. What do you... If you have to pick three attributes that that you have to have in a guy, what would they be?
0: You have to weigh over 210 pounds. You have to have a speed score over, um, over 90. And you have to be able to catch passes.
2: The speed score is flat, in, uh, flat out speed? Or a- what is that?
0: Adjusted for weight. Adjusted for weight. Okay. Right. So, like, one of the best speed scores ever is Saquon. He ran a four, like a four, three, nine at 233 pounds.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just Which is disgusting. He runs. I wait. He, yes. Yeah, he, he's a very, uh, how did Gooden say it? He's a violent runner.
0: Yes. A violent runner. Or whatever. Well, he's, he's huge. <laughs> yeah, yes. He's um, runner. so, but th- those are the three things for me, Scott, over 210 pounds speed score over 90. So the bigger you are, the slower you can be, but if you're going to be tiny, you better be Chris Johnson. Um, and yeah, I mean, you gotta be able to catch passes. You can't like would- have stone hands.
1: I would say that's um I would say that contact balance is probably number one. Yeah. Um the ability to make defenders miss is I guess I would say is part of being of having good contact balance, but that is a huge component of of what running backs the running backs that are effective today are players who can generate yards after they're touched. Mm-hmm. Um it's a big deal like the the balance the the ability to to extend plays um you know and then i I think it's yes catching passes is a huge component of things but you also need to be you need to be reliable in pass pro um it can't be one of those things where every time a player's in the backfield, you know (laughs) you know it's a run because you know i mean or or if he if he's you know if he goes in motion or whatever it is, you kind of know they're throwing the ball to him. Otherwise, why are they bringing him in the game? Um, so I, I mean, I get it, Dave. I know what you're talking about. I just, I think that there are some film traits that like the, the the contact balance, think of all the really good running backs in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. And think about how hard they are to tackle. Right. Like is everything.
2: I'm really shocked that either one of you mentioned motor, like with these guys, that as the game wears on, that these guys are still in it. These no, guys I, want, I want solid third. I
0: want five of them. I don't. Huh? I don't. I don't need them. I, I'm going to rotate two, three running backs all game.
2: By committee. Right. Yeah. So I don't. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. For me, it's door It's durability being durable. Yeah. Um. The
1: best ability is availability. availability. Exactly. I. I don't. Uh, want not the running back
0: position because they're all replaceable. Like I'll literally <laughs> go get another one. I'll go to target and get John Cox slam. Like it doesn't All matter. Right. I'll get it I want. <laughs> All right. Um, right. But Scott, you said contact balance. That's is a great question, Cleve. Uh, Contact balance I agree with, but it's also correlated to weight and yeah. correlated to college production. So, like, it's kind of given that when we're looking at running backs, we don't want running backs that only have 200 yards career rushing. Unless oh, there's some crazy reason yeah. for it, right? Yeah. So, like, if you weigh over 210 and you ran for 1,000 yards a couple times in college – you probably have adequate these other physical attributes to be able to do that, and the size that just get pushed over. Like Deuce Vaughn's got crazy contact balance, but he's 160 pounds. Yep. So he's gonna get crushed. And a Leonard Fournette is just too big, right? Yes. He's too yes. slow. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's why to me, I I just think if you get somebody over 210 with good production, which all these guys are gonna have. They're pretty much all going to have requisite contact balance, maybe just not relative to one
1: another. But the elite ones have rare, like Nick Chubb, rare balance. Can't yes. tackle him, yeah. right? You just can't. I, uh, I remember that's where I think um, Bijan stands out. Is, I remember
2: like th- thinking about this question. I remember Bettis in college, Jerome Bettis in college when he was at at, at Notre Dame. Like he was, what happened? It's actually, tar- we actually go to Target. We actually go outside of Target and just pick a guy up.
1: Costco. Wednesday.
0: Running backs are the most Costco thing, though. I don't know if they're any good, but I got a lot of them. <laughs>
1: they, come, they come with the pizza. They come
0: with a box of pizza. Are, are those Jeez. cheese any good? I don't know, but there's 4,000 of them. And they all <laughs> weigh 210, and they all ran oh, for 1,000 yards as a junior. I'll take them. Can you bring it back? bring just bring receipt. Just bring
2: the fucking receipt with you.
1: Change it
0: out. That's funny. Um. Okay, there's there's at least uh there's only 3 more here to get through. Uh two we have to and one I want to. Number 9 on my list, Scott, and this is where we're going to have a bit of a disagreement is Devin A Chain out of Texas A&M. Yeah. Okay, so I think A Chain's going to go in the second round. And draft capital is one of the most, is maybe the most important predictive factor for running back production in the NFL. And I still think he's this slow. He is 5'9, 188. Uh huh. Now he's a track, he's a track star at AM. He ran a 4'3, 240.
1: Well, I don't yeah. think, Dave, I don't think he's 5'9. I think he's smaller than that.
0: Well, that's like. what, that's his combine. That's how he measured it at the combine. So, okay. Yeah, that's official NFL combine website numbers.
1: Okay. All right. Go ahead. Keep oh, going.
0: So if you recall, let me get my other my other notes here.
1: Sorry.
0: Because he's very fast. There's no yeah. question about that. He runs a 43240.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Fantastic. Um, and remember, Izzy Abanacanda is 216 pounds, runs a 441. When I compared athletically to Chimera, a to Camara, a a nine point six three, Camara an eight point four five. A chain is a 5.73. He is not an elite athlete. He is only fast. Mm. Right. Uh, And he's small. He's fast.
1: His height. Sure.
0: Yeah. He's just, he's just as an athlete, his number, he doesn't test well, except he can blaze, but he's so small. Like, why would you not take the better athlete? Who's 30 pounds heavier but runs a four four one instead of a four three two. Like to me, there's no comparison. A band of Canada is a far superior I mean, prospect
2: I mean, to you look. the NFL is a game of inches and yards or yards and inches, however you want to put that. And your ability to get to the next yard, that 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 speed in the, in the 40 actually counts for that.
1: So Dave, what you're talking about with the vertical stuff with him
0: mm-hmm. is very
1: present in his game. Right, I don't have his relative athletic score stuff in front of me. I don't know if we, if you can get it
0: for for a chain. Yeah, yeah, but it's five act, point it's five point seven three.
1: Right, but like tied into that is oh yeah, go uh, ahead the three cone and the and the twenty yard shuttle, um and the vertical and the broad jump and my guess is, my guess is that he performed very well in the forty and the ten yard split and the twenty. And the, yes, and the 20, the the, the 40 yards, yes. But everything else, my guess is he performed pretty poorly in. Yes. Like vertical, probably pretty bad. Yes. Log jump, pretty bad. Because he's fast, but he's not like a super fast accelerator, right? You know what I mean? He's Notes on him are like super small, but fast. Um, start and stop is okay. Takes time to get to top speed. Well, if you're... Small like the, like he is, what's the value there? Right. So, you know, like I, you know, I would take uh, some of the other players we've mentioned on this list well before I would take him. But I, I know people love him. People, really I know it's crazy to him. me. I don't, I don't yeah. see it. He's going to give you a nice boost as a catch as a pass catcher, but I don't know. I mean, I don't like him like others like him, but you know, I would take I take Evans over him. Uh, you know. Alex mentions Kendrick Miller. I take yes. him over him yep. I go I go uh you know the dude from Pittsburgh because I can't say his last name over him. yeah you know I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of his game but I understand that people do love him because they think he's super fast and he is fast. He's just he's
0: he 188. for a size comparison for people who know me in person that is my height and 50 pounds less. Like that says man, yeah. I I mean, I mean, like, you would not have me get hit by NFL people, you know what I mean?
2: I mean, Warwick yeah. Dunn did it.
0: Uh I think Warwick Dunn's a much better athlete, and he's also the outlier. Warwick Dunn is the running backs, kind of what Tyreek Hill is the wide receivers. Most people that size don't do it that well. Mm. I mean, it is almost impossible to put up long-term good numbers under 200 pounds unless you are work done or chris johnson
1: yeah i mean yeah but chris johnson like you know what did he run four two what what was it four, four, two, four, four. four. yeah like that's yeah. you know that's crazy it, it's absurd it is um you know i don't think i'm not sure he holds up in the nfl uh
0: Alex with some good points. He says, can A-Chain, oh, he called him a Jamie, which is very Scott-like. Um, can a- <laughs> A-Chain gonna get converted to slot if he can catch? Uh, he can catch. He can yeah. play in the passing game. Can he catch at a wide receiver level? I don't know. But to me, yeah, 5'9", 188 with that speed. How like, tall is he? 5'9".
2: He's yes. as tall as I am. And his and vertical is what? Trash. Uh, 33 so, yeah. inches. So yeah, count that slot shit out. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah. That's
1: the thing is, I'm not sure that he's gonna create separation out of the yeah. slot the way you need. Exactly, mean. and he ain't, yeah. he ain't
2: gonna out jump no corner or safety. No, no.
1: Yeah. Um. No, I mean maybe for him, honestly, maybe for him, it's it's special teams and returning, and that's yeah, that's, that's, where he, return. that's where he that's where he may make it. But you know, um, I worry. I would worry for him. Just play strength. It's not there. Um, he's not super explosive. It takes I'm him just, a little bit of time to get up to speed. I'm I'm calling it now. He's
0: going to be a bust because he's going to go in the second round. I think and be overdrafted. I and, I'm he, like
1: drafting him in the second round is overdrafting him.
0: And the reason he's going to be a bust too, even though he might be like okay as a player in the league, there's going to be at least four dudes that go after him. you are like,
2: oh. In, yeah in in uh 2037 when we're watching his hall of fame speech i'll I'll, I'll be sure to
1: <laughs> some popcorn for that. <laughs> it yeah be well, since,
2: well since will be being in, since will be being introduced by DK Metcalf we can watch it together cleve oh <laughs> Jesus too soon wow Let, dude this guy came out with the brass knuckles like to the to man the straight
1: us no man buddy Jeez. uh
0: yeah, DK Metcalf, second round pick at seven foot seven, four hundred pounds with a three eight nine forty. They were like, ah, eh, second round.
2: Speaking um, of real quick, um, did, you, did, you, did you guys see that video that he had on on IG? Yeah, like, them and jumping, and then the next day they, they drug tested him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, that was great.
0: Um, let's just say DK Metcalf is slightly better than a thirty three inch vertical.
2: That was that was insane. <laughs> Insane. Yeah.
0: yeah, I, I know, I know it's impossible, but I feel like if he was an outfielder, like chasing a home run, going to the center field wall, he could just jump the wall and oh, yeah. keep running and go get it.
2: <laughs> it was insane, bro. I was like, wow. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Two more here Uh, for Alex, especially because he stuck with us the whole show here. My number 10 running back, Kendra Miller out of TCU, 5'11", 215, ran a 4'5", 8'40", Three years ago, because he got hurt in the college football playoff and did not run at the combine, did not run at the pro day. So, all we have is a four, five, eight from three years ago,
1: yeah. probably
0: faster now, but to what extent is important at 215. If he's a four, four, one, look out. If he's a four, five, two, good, nothing spectacular, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, um, I like his game a lot. Mm hmm. Uh, again, pretty good balance. Uh, a good runner tends to fall forward. Pretty good amount. It matters. Uh, you know, it's, that has to do with, uh, it has to do with your paddling and the way, and the, and the way you present yourself through contact players who, who tend to run upright tend to fall backwards because they're not running behind their pads. Unless they're so, Dickerson. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's <laughs> packing. right? Like, <laughs> So, but with Miller, he does do, he does do some of that where there are times when he does run upright and he will take and he will just take shots. Right. Mm. So, um, I mean, I like his game, I think more than a lot of people I know. Uh, you know, I think there's, there's elements of his game where he does need to develop as a player, um, especially in, on third downs where, you know, Um, that's where a lot of these guys make their money, but I think that's where he's really deficient. Um, Trying to, he's got, he's got a thick lower half. He uses it. He's hard to tackle. He is, uh, to me, I look at him and I see surprising quickness laterally. Like he does make Mm -hmm. people lose in the hole. Yes, he does. Which is like confusing because he's big, but I think we're looking at a player who does need time, uh, both as a blocker and as a pass catcher. Um, You know, but, Again, where you're going to be drafting him, I think. I think you're looking in. I don't know, Dave. I don't know where you think, but maybe round four range. That's
0: right. That's where I'm at with him. Yeah. So, maybe five because the injury.
1: Yeah. So you're. I. You know. I, I mean, he's going to have a little time, but he's going to need to play on special teams. He's going to need to uh, to improve in a couple ways, but I think it's a pretty talented player, uh, and especially with what the film looks like, I think it looks pretty good.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Cleve, you're going to like Kendra Miller. Uh, because you're a, you're a watch the games type. You like seeing how players look. Yeah. To me, Kendra Miller was clearly the best player on his offense, just watching the games. Their quarterback finished second in the Heisman voting, and their number one wide receiver is probably going in the first round. And I thought this running back, when I watched TCU play, mm-hmm. was their best player. So mm-hmm. to me, I think it's too bad he got hurt because he might've shown something in his testing that would have launched him up. But to me, like there's something here, like this kid is an actual player and you could tell kind of just by looking at him.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just, I worry with some of the upright stuff, like, you know, uh, he does need to work on that a little bit, but, but you know, he's a very competent running back. Um, Again, I think he needs to be part of a committee. He's not a full workload guy, but yeah, you know, I think this is a player who you, you draft in round and say round four, and you feel pretty comfortable that he can get the job done for us what, for what we're asking him to do. To do, which is early, would be just take carries away from our number one. Yep.
2: Before we get to the last guy, any of these guys got ball security issues?
1: Bijan you- Robinson fumbles a little bit.
0: I, I because- tend to think that fumbles are by and large random. And unless there's a like an obviously huge problem, it's mostly just variance. um' unless you're Blair Thomas, <laughs> right? Blair Thomas, Blair Thomas has no hands, so he would fumble a lot. But generally speaking, like it, like no running back fumbles so much that you can be like, it's definitely this person's fault, and not like he took two helmets around on the ball twice in a row, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't really look at that too much. Uh, Scott, is there anybody besides Bijan? Does Bijan really have a fumbling problem, or does he's he get fumbled, eight thousand carries?
1: No, he's fumbled six times, right? On so eight thousand carries, whatever number it is. Um, I'm sure a lot of these guys oh, have multiple I don't think Roshan Johnson fumbles. I think he might have one, one or yeah, two
0: on, on 42 carries because Bijan got all the carries. <laughs> it's, it's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean, like as a rate, like, yes, running backs who get more carries will fumble more because they're getting more carries. I just, I think it's just too random of an event that unless like you could really look at their technique, but that technique seems pretty easy to fix. Even Tiki Barber figured it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm not as concerned about that. Um, Last guy here, Dwayne McBride from Alabama, Birmingham, 5'10", 209, no 40 time, but could be anywhere between 4'5", and 4'7". Uh, a true early declare and very productive in college. I really like this guy, even though he does not catch passes, but nobody's going to ask him to. Cleef, he caught five passes, I think, his entire college career.
1: Wow. <laughs> he needs a lot of work there. Like, But if you're not but, asking him to do those things. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. And I think it's like a first two down grinder guy. Yeah. This is the guy the Chargers need.
2: I think. Yeah, I, Beckler. I think with CMC's emergence in the league, it's kind of become a staple diet that you get a guy that, that can be Swiss army knife or at least catch out of the backfield. Back in the yeah. day, we had a couple of guys, Marshall Falk, Roger Craig, you know, a couple of yeah. guys, but now you're asking running backs, Hey, chip here, get into the flat, look for the ball. Possibly. Yes. You're, but you're now
0: ahead. those guys, those guys all go high. The three best pass catchers, in my opinion, in this class are Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs and Zach Charbonnet.
2: Okay.
0: And they're the top three.
1: Yeah. Right. And a so why those guys are going to get drafted early. It's because of that. Right. If Bijan like couldn't dinner. catch, he wouldn't
2: be in the first round. That's Even though he's like such a, a dinner, good runner. Like a dinner thing. Bijan, Chardonnay. Thank I think you want to have dinner. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> a good uh, point.
0: <laughs> yes. Can I have the Bijan media rare with the Zach Charbonnet? Thank you. Did <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> Um, so yeah, I like McBride, even though he. But like he's going to be a later round pick, so I like him for where he's going to get picked. He should not go in the second round. If he does, I won't like him anymore. But it's like no, a I sixth mean, round be, pick. I like him.
1: Yeah, fourth, fifth, whatever. I mean, he's wait, wait a minute. He he's short. Are you projecting any, enough to do it? You, are you, you projected? Like I'm sorry, but, Scott. No, you're good. Are go you ahead.
2: projecting anybody? Because I think you said earlier that you were you were saying that um, only one of these guys can go in the first round. Are you are you projecting any two two running backs in the first round or?
0: The line right now is one and a half to bet it because Bijan's going in the first. There's some talk that the really good teams with good quarterbacks might like Gibbs because he's so good at pass catching, like Kansas mm-hmm. City.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I just. Don't think that you can take a running back under 200 pounds in the first round anymore. I just
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. And then
0: Charbonnet's not gonna get there. So to me, no. I think only Bijan's going to the first round, but he's going to the first round for sure. Um and then Gibbs is the only one that to me has an outside has an outside shot.
2: I got a question for Scott. Um Scouting wise, um, is there anything that could pop up between now and the draft, like on someone's medical or anything, or all that stuff is in already? It's good. It's locked away. We're good on who we, who we're talking to. We did a lot of character stuff already. Is everything done now or they're still doing background checks on some of these guys? They're still digging no, up medical it's, records. It's, everything is I mean, done, unless so.
1: something crazy happens between say now, like there's another good running back who hasn't tested. It's Sean Tucker from Syracuse. Okay. He finally got medically cleared. I know you don't like him, Dave, but he's working out on Monday, and so like his his little pro day workout is going to be Monday. So that's kind of like where we get information for for what he is.
2: Last minute now, okay. Generally
1: speaking, you know, if somebody gets hurt between now and in the draft, that's new information. But at this point in time, everything should be, you know, everything is known. The medicals are the medicals. Um, you know, do these at guys. This point it's-
2: do these guys take time off uh, training? Up until you know, like they're not gonna go work out at the local, you know, uh, whatever goes no, gym and stuff like, like that. it's
1: it's gotten really out of hand with the combine stuff. So, so the the season ends and they stop playing football and they go into combine training mode. That's Correct. it. Yeah, they don't play yeah. football for like two months. Correct. Month and a half, whatever it is. I and just always think about
2: doing, a guy doing something stupid, like just going to a a gym and. You know they're doing box jumps or whatever. Like, just chill for two weeks. Get to the draft. Yeah. Get your, you know, get to training camp. <laughs> like, just. Yeah. Be I mean,
1: I, and I'm sure that there are players who have injured themselves between the all right, button it up, and we know everything we need to know on these guys. <laughs> you know, and now all right, dude Torres ACL, doing something crazy. You know, but um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's all you know, the hay is in the barn, so to speak, gotcha. on all this stuff.
0: I love that. All right. Um, sorry, there's only one tight end I want to talk, I want to tell Cleve about. Uh Scott, you know who it is. I hope it's it, Darnell Washington. Also, my number one tight end, Darnell Washington. Who might even go in the first round? Cleve, this guy is an absolute unit. All right. Darnell Washington is incredible. He's the backup tight end on Georgia because he's got a player a year younger who is going to be the tight end one next year in Brock Bowers. He is si- Darnell Washington is 67 264 pounds, runs a 4-6-4-40. Four, four,
1: yeah. Tell him his uh, his 3 cone time.
0: Okay. <laughs> get, yeah, no. I, I have I have his race score. His three-coat. Oh, they didn't put it on here. Scott, Scott, what is it?
1: I don't know. It's it was like a four I think he ran like a 4.04. What? Yeah, like it was that.
0: it was absurd. So 264 at two, yeah. at six seven two sixty four. Jesus. To give you an idea of how athletic Darnell Washington is, he has a RAS score of 9.88 and outperformed the person we're going to compare him to in almost every category except the vertical jump, which he's 264. Yeah.
1: His short the the not, 20 yard shuttle was 4.08, which is like that's insane. absolutely crazy.
0: Yes. Yeah. We're
1: going to run that fast. Yes.
0: Yeah, four point oh eight in the twenty yard shuttle. Rob Gronkowski was a nine point four eight at six six two fifty eight. So this guy, uh, yeah, so this guy's taller and heavier than Gronk. Heavier, yeah, so moves the- wow. better laterally and runs faster in a straight line.
1: Yes. Now I think Gronk was a better player and a better blocker than blocker, Washington. Yeah.
0: Was. Yeah. He's a good but blocker.
1: it's close.
0: I'm not sure he's going to be better. So, Cleve, you did not watch the combine, but they were doing that thing where like they run up and they hit the the sled, yeah, and yeah. push the sled back, right, and like yeah. you know they get to the sled and they get there and like they drive their legs like crazy yeah. and the sled starts moving back. My man just ran, like he just ran and grabbed the sled and kept running, like like he oh, was hearing like
2: he, a baby. He didn't impact it. He just just touched he, it and st- started moving. Yeah, he just like <laughs> like it was <laughs> air in front of him. <laughs>
1: It was crazy because all the other tight ends hit that sled and they don't they have the into core strength to yeah. keep it going straight. So the sled turns, right? So okay.
2: Yeah. 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 You
1: can see where they're just lacking power, like functional power and he just gets up there and he just is like,
2: made the shit look easy
1: on seven, eight yards. And if that thing goes in a perfectly straight line, it's like, wow. Yeah. This dude has power and, and is like powered up. Um, to me, if you're a, if you play a lot of power concepts on your offense, mm-hmm. instead of bringing in an extra offensive tackle, I would I just bring him in. Yes. Uh, good I, hands. valued undervalued, like seriously yeah. undervalued for what he is as a player. I really good do.
2: hands, good, good hands, good footwork. Yeah. Like yeah. I that. mean, there,
1: you know, he has lapses with his hands, but I mean, it's his hands are not a problem. Um, okay. There's a highlight of him. I think it's against Oregon. Um, it is. It's just nuts. He catches a pass in the flat, takes off, and and you can see safety or corner whoever it is come up, kind of in the alley, and they I mean, duck their head.
2: And they made a business decision.
1: <laughs> a little bit, but he just kind of he jumps over them, and it's like this is a two hundred and seventy pound guy. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I yeah. love his game. Um, you know, I think that he should be a a late first round pick just because of his his ability to spring the ground game and, and affect games in a variety of ways. That's kind of where the value is with these guys. It's we talked about it with running backs. They do great things carrying the ball, but they also catch the ball and do great things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Washington does great things blocking, but also catches the ball and can be very unique that way. And in the yeah. red zone, good luck. I don't know how you cover it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's, he's just such a unique
0: player. Cleve, I'll send you the clip of him against Oregon. Okay. <laughs> It's stupid, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a, a man, a man that size being able to uh, to do all the stuff he was doing. So just wanted to get Cleva caught up on Darnell Washington there. Um, everybody, your favorite tight end's favorite tight end. There oh. <laughs> we go. <laughs> um, all right. So thank you, everybody, who was in the uh, uh, live chat today. Thanks, uh, really, really helps out with the show here. Please like the video. Um, if you're listening on audio, thank you as well. This is a YouTube live stream. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, like, subscribe, get notified when we're going live. Next week, we'll be back on Tuesday talking quarterbacks and wide receivers. And then next Thursday during the draft, we will be doing the live show on YouTube. Me, Cleve, Maddie Ice for sure, Scott. If we convince him to eschew any other responsibilities and show up, we might get Scott, we might get Scott Thanks, here and Simon. there as well. Um, so uh next week, two shows, Tuesday, uh quarterbacks and wide receivers. Uh Scott, any last
1: words? Nope, we're good. Cleve, it was good to see
2: you. Yeah, it's good to be seen. I uh miss you guys, obviously. Like I said, I'm taking the opportunity to catch up on a lot of things that I gotta do. Uh I am that I'm that guy that procrastinates on certain things, and then they catch up to me, and then I get mad at myself later. So we'll keep doing <laughs> your thing.
0: Well, good, good. And, yes, as always, we are part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. Go to com. Find a bunch of other great podcasts. Um, And we have merch for political football as well. So if you want to get some merch for the show, you can find it there as well. And we will see everybody next week. Peace. All right.